where you'll find 34. This, this oh, last yeah, one was 33. Right. We're 34. Episode 33. 34. Damn it. <laughs> 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 You're listening to Swept Together, the story of a modern romance between two adventurers at home, at work, and on the road. We're your hosts, Christian and Annabelle. Join us as we explore the world and make our home together wherever we end up. Because after all, home is a serial homestead. Hey guys, welcome to the show. We are sharing another interview with you guys this week that we recorded in the Grand Canyon. Well, we're still here in the Grand Canyon, but we met up with our friends Rodney and Alyssa of Serial Homesteaders and they were they're just coming up on their 1 year anniversary of living in a 16 foot travel trailer they've been traveling the US working as seasonal national park employees which is super cool they had a lot of great advice for people like us who are just starting out on this journey of full-time travel and we cannot wait to share this interview with you guys. Yeah. And a little bit about what you're going to hear. Uh, Alyssa and Rodney talked about their transition from a normal, you know, corporate life to selling it all, buying a 16-foot travel trailer and traveling around the country. They thought that it was going to be for a year, but dot, dot, dot. Plot twist. Yeah. And... Um, they'll tell us a little bit about, you know, some advice that they have for people who are in relationships, who are maybe traveling like us and, you know, something really profound that I, I, I really enjoyed something that they said, um, about happiness. Yeah, it's fantastic. They've, they've been married for 12 years now and have been living in this trailer for a year and so they have a lot of they have a lot of good stuff to share. Yes. If you'd like to check out any of our previous interviews, you can listen to old episodes of Swept Together on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, or your favorite podcast app. And if you're on iTunes or the podcast app, please rate us and you can find instructions on how to do that on our website, swepttogether.com slash share the love. Now let's get on to the interview. Welcome, Alyssa and Rodney Lapp to RRV. Yay! Thank you. <laughs> You're our first interview in this RV that we've ever done. And our first interview on the road. And we mm-hmm. hope to do more interviews like this with people like you guys. Um, so Welcome. Thank you. Thanks Thank for you. Having us. Yeah, we're excited to be here. Thanks. And um, so, by way of introduction, uh, Rodney and Alyssa, we actually met each other in the in Denver in what 2010 or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In like the summer of 2010, we both moved into the same apartment complex, and I just remember us like grilling out in in the you know in the in the courtyard area, playing and poker, playing poker, <laughs> and like you know cornhole Mm -hmm. and just having a bunch of people over that was really fun um and then you guys uh left and lived in utah for a time 
Um, and then last year, all of a sudden, I see this stuff on your Facebook like, yeah, we're going to be living in a trailer and traveling the country. And you are celebrating, you're about to celebrate your one year anniversary mm-hmm. right That's on the right. road. Yep, May 9th. May 9th. And today is April 25th when we're when we're recording this. This this podcast won't um, air until maybe like a couple weeks from now. But um, so it'll be almost a year for you guys mm-hmm. um, by the time this podcast comes out. Yeah. So congratulations. Thank you. And yeah. so, yeah. And so the what we're going to be talking about today is basically your guys' life on the road. Um, what What's it like being a couple living in such co- close quarters together? Because, <laughs> I mean, now we're doing that. But you guys, we're in a 36-foot motorhome. You guys are in... A, a 16, travel trailer. 16-foot travel trailer. Yes. Right. And for those people that are not familiar with um, RVing, travel trailer is the kind that you hook up to the back of your pickup or your truck or whatever you have, a Jeep, um, and pull it behind you. And it's not the uh, like the fifth wheel that has like the gooseneck that goes into the bed right. of the truck. It's just the kind that goes onto a, a, a hitch, mm-hmm. basically. Right? So maybe give us a, a little... Yeah. A little background of, you know, maybe not uh, May 9th, but, you know, a couple of months or when you were in the planning process. What what went through your mind? Like, what what even got you started on this? Well, I guess that was me. I was actually, vi- we were living in Salt Lake City, uh, Utah, and I was visiting Denver um, for a work trip, I believe it was. This is after you moved from Denver. Right. Okay, right. yeah. So I was just going back to visit and I was flat ironing my hair at my aunt and uncle's house. And then I just got this crazy idea (laughs) that we should sell all of our stuff, buy a camper and just spend a year traveling. Wait, that just popped into your head. Yep. This was not, there was no, like you, you weren't watching tiny houses. The the magic of Denver, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I just got this and we... For some time, we had the idea that we wanted to do something different, but we just didn't know what it was. And I, I just got this idea and talked it over with him. And he, yeah, she called me very excited about this idea. And I mean, she knew that as soon as she told me, I was like, okay, cool, let's do it. I mean, there wasn't a whole you lot were all of, in, yeah, there, wow, not a whole lot of thought behind it for me I was just like that sounds awesome like let's do that so I'm I work with num or I used to work with numbers so I kind of did like the number crunching and just you know tried to figure out if we could make this work and we we could so we spent what maybe nine months preparing mm-hmm. saving money selling stuff uh, we bought a camper um, did we buy the camper before we decided? We no. bought we bought it about that time. That way we could get some practice runs in yeah. um, before the winter and try to get, you know, try to get kind of accustomed to the size that we were going to be living in and what we were doing, how our truck did, you know, hauling this thing, yeah, and things but like that. But that, but we had a we bought a Toyota Tacoma. And for this trip? No, this oh, was before was, you just wanted it. Yeah. One day I yeah. went to take our little, we call it a roller skate car. It was like a Scion. <laughs> oh a yeah. Scion Toyota XD. Scion or whatever. 
Yeah, and I we decided that we wanted to get two vehicles, and um, but we just didn't know what kind. And so I was getting the oil changed, and I just decided to buy a truck for some reason. This was before I had the idea that we would yeah. get a trailer, a travel so it was trailer. It's like fortuitous so, timing. Maybe it's clairvoyance. Yeah. 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 So we had the truck, but um, but then we bought the camper. And um, what happened after that? So you spent you spent nine months preparing, yeah. oh, saving. Yeah. So we decided that we were just gonna travel um, and just volunteer for a year. We didn't really we didn't know that we were going to work. That happened a little bit later. I applied for a job for the National Park Service because I was just. I don't know, something about, like, the cozy blanket of perceived security that you just, you know, you want to have all of this freedom, but then you feel like you're not going to be secure because you're not, you don't know how this is all, all yeah. going to work out. Yeah. Yeah. Especially as a numbers person, I could see yeah. how that yeah. would be. Yeah. Like, I knew you're it being, would work. Being very analytical about it, and you're like, right. well, we have this much money. <laughs> <laughs> and we want to be, we and want I to go for this, this much <laughs> stuff. <laughs> <laughs> So I applied to uh, a park sir, a park ranger job in Redwood National Park, and two weeks before we were getting ready to leave, like we had already sold everything, I got that job offer, mm. and so we just decided to kind of change our plans of volunteering, and I took this job, and that kind of entered us into this whole, um, I guess you could say career path now. Yeah. Yeah, of being park rangers yeah. for a national park mm -hmm. service. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. And we also learned being on the road when you're creating income, um, you're not spending near as much as you are when you don't have things like rent yeah. and cable and utilities and all these things. Right. Um, or stuff to buy because exactly, <laughs> where are you going to put it? Exactly, put it. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> so that made it a lot easier too because we realized that, you know, obviously we did take a pay cut and are making less money but we don't need as much money as we did in our past life sure. as well yeah so it wasn't it really hasn't been a major adjustment financially yeah, yeah. it wasn't like you know the the weekly trips to bed bath and beyond because you wanted <laughs> right. a new decoration over right. in this room or whatever yeah so now our rule that rodney came up with is if i or if we buy, you know, a new pair of shoes or a new shirt or something for our camper, we have to throw something out. We yeah. just can't keep getting stuff. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Well, that makes sense because, I mean, if you have this many, we have that same, that same problem. I'm like, oh man, we didn't bring enough hangers. <laughs> <laughs> What are we going to do with this stuff? So Don't put too many hangers up. Our whole closet <laughs> collapsed the first day oh my that God, we really? left on the road. Oh, we man. opened up our camper and There's... everything had come out of the cupboards. And the, <laughs> oh, whole, the whole closet collapsed. Yeah, we weren't really prepared on day one. Um, everything came out of the out of the cabinets, out of the closet. Well, the closet collapsed on itself. Oh, so I kind of rebuilt some stuff, rebuilt some cabinets and things like that that were a little more sturdy. Yeah. Um, trailers and RVs, I'm sure you guys are learning, are not necessarily designed to be lived in. It's more just for like camping and recreational use. Right. So when you're living in them, trying to fit all your clothes and all your dishes that you want and things like that, it can uh, 
Yeah, you got to get a little creative sometimes. <laughs> yeah, I was noticing that my hangers, I have some like of those felted like fuzzy hangers. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, these will be perfect because they're very slender, mm-hmm. but they're too long. Like they For stick the out just a little oh, bit yeah. past. And so they don't fit, actually fit in the closet. They, they rub up against the door. Even regular hangers kind of rub up against the door in our closet. So I don't really know what kind of hangers they were yeah. thinking that people <laughs> would use in this right. RV, but... <laughs> Yeah, we're we're discovering all those kinds of things too. Yeah. Uh, so you mentioned your past life there in kind of a reference. What, like, what was your life like at that point of transition, like when you were flat ironing your hair, that made it so? Like, what were you guys doing, and how are you guys feeling about life, that made it so easy to just like drop everything and yeah, let's and, sell all of our stuff. Live in a 16 foot Like there trailer. was no hard sell. You were just yeah. like, I'm down. Let's do it. Like where, where were you guys at kind of mentally when you were. And where were you? What place were you in? Well, I, I wouldn't say we were at a bad place. Um, we were very happy. We both were having pretty successful careers at the time. Um, we just, the thing we struggled with was finding time to do the things we wanted to do. Obviously, we love to travel. Um and us getting time off together to do that was becoming more and more difficult mm. uh, as our careers progressed. And I wouldn't say we were unhappy with it. We were just, we're very adventurous and we wanted, we wanted that adventure. And, you know, the more and more we moved forward, we were just not getting it. We were not Yeah, I think unfulfilled yeah. is a good word for it. Mm. We just felt unfulfilled. Like there was something more out there that we could be doing with our time and with our life. And especially with Rodney, I think with your career, it was just really unfulfilling for you. What were I you would doing? Say. What were you both, both of you doing? I was running meat departments for okay. all kinds of different companies um, in Denver and in Salt Lake. Okay. And so you were like the private sector and mm-hmm. I had more of a fulfilling career. So I worked in the nonprofit sector in Denver. And then in Utah, I worked for the state for um, the WIC program, which is a program I believed in. And so I think it was easier for me to go to work every day. But Rodney um, just was having a hard time, I guess. Mm-hmm. You're not yeah. like super passionate about meat. <laughs> <laughs> We didn't even eat meat then. Isn't that weird? Yeah, wow. that's pretty crazy. You didn't eat meat, but you worked in the in the meat industry. Exactly. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. I do eat meat now though. But no, it was um there were a lot of aspects of my job that I really enjoyed. Mm-hmm. Um it was just like she said, it was very unfulfilling. Uh at the end of the day I was like, Wow, I just, you know, made a lot of money for my company. That's cool. And it just didn't didn't feel fulfilling. Yeah. And Rodney, the other day, you said you were talking about like doing your purpose, not your passion. Mm. And we weren't doing either. And you, so you weren't doing your we purpose doing or our, your passion. Right. Yeah. And so now we kind of, I feel like we have a better balance with that. Mm-hmm. Because we're passionate about traveling and passionate about nature and the environment and then working for the park service you know your purpose is to um you know educate the public yeah. about conservation conservation yeah, yeah the yeah. environment 
and, and it is a fun job, you know, being in the parks all day, but you know, sometimes dealing with tourists all day, it can be draining. It's not like yeah the ideal, like, you know, paradise all day, but it is a purpose that we believe in. So it's, yeah. right. it's very, we find it very fulfilling. What about, um, the, the actual, you know, living in a, in a very small space, I mean, con- considering that you were in a, in a sticks and bricks, like we RVers like to say, <laughs> sticks and bricks home to now a travel trailer, tell us some like highs and lows of, of that while working for the National Park Service. I would say we really like it. We really haven't had any problems with it. Um, we like to be together, <laughs> yeah. which is a good thing. That's when a good you're thing when you <laughs> right, right. Yeah. So, I mean, of course, there are highs and lows of you know camper life. Um, Rodney kind of explains it a little better, I think. I'll let you take that one. <laughs> um, yeah, that's a hard one because we were talking about that last night. Actually, what the highs are and the lows were. And we went over so many highs, you know, I mean, we're sitting here, what, maybe a half a mile from the Grand Canyon. Right. I mean, how great is from that? From the rim. Yeah. yeah. That's true. Um, so we went through a long list of highs. And when we got to lows, we couldn't think of anything really significant. Um, you know, a lot of small things, but we were like, but who cares about a lot of that stuff? Yeah. Um, at the time, it does seem, you know, inconvenient, uh, especially like we talked about, like space. We just, we don't have it. You know, it's... It's very tight quarters. Um, and then other things that we have that we did have in our house, we just have to put a little more effort in to doing it, like things like hot water, mm. remembering to hit that hot water on 15 minutes before you want to sh- right. shower or you're going to be getting cold water halfway through. Yeah, um, we're learning that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> not having an oven. Yeah, not having an oven. A bathtub. Um, right. right. Yeah. A big a big area for or, or being able to take long hot showers yeah yeah Yeah, that's probably something that we're gonna miss too i think i took like a 30 minute shower the morning before we left in the rv i was like i just want to stand here in this like eternally hot water for as long as i possibly can (laughs) i gotta say i do i do that at every friend's house we stop at i just said i'm gonna go take a shower i'll see you in an hour (laughs) (laughs) right I, i i once heard a really good quote and it said, don't confuse comfort with happiness. Mm. And I think that... That's a really good quote. I've never heard that yeah, before. Yeah, I don't even know who who says it. We could look it up. Don't confuse comfort, comfort with, with happiness. happiness. And I think wow. that's like the only low that we have in our camper is the comforts. But but if if you're not confusing that comfort with happiness, it really you really have, like Rodney said, no significant low. Yeah, to and, camp it, life. and it's been easier for us because we are adventure seekers. Um, yeah, in our past life, a lot of a lot of the struggle was boredom. It was like you know we have the the house, the cars, the the careers, but you you just get bored sometimes with it. Yeah, and you know in our camper it might be hot. Last night it was really cold. Yeah. you know you're feeling uncomfortable, but you're definitely not bored. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. That's true. Yeah, there's definitely a routine to like normal everyday life when you have a job and you like even when I worked from home there was just like this routine where you you get up you spend an hour on your phone you go sit at the computer all day you maybe eat lunch you like there's just 
it, and it's just even if you like what you're doing, it's just routine. Mm-hmm. And so far, every day's been different for us. So yeah. that's pretty amazing. Yeah, it, it really is. Oh, you know, people so- people talk about the elusive work life balance. I think mm-hmm. this might be like pretty key. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know what? Um, we definitely forgot to talk about like your guys's, you know, actual relationship. Like, how long have you been married, and how did you guys meet, and all of that kind of good stuff. So we've been married. What? We're coming up years. on thirteen years. No, we're coming up years. on twelve. We years. got married September eleventh. She's a number, so <laughs> <laughs> it was yeah, two thousand and five. Mm-hmm. So it'll be twelve years this September. Congratulations! Thank Thanks. you. Awesome. And how did you guys meet? So we met, actually, my roommate at the time, uh, one of my best friends, he was really good friends with her best friend. So, you know, we were young. We were, you know, 21, 20, 21. I was 18. You were 20. 18. (laughs) (laughs) And um, so we were having, you know, having people over, you know, just kind of having a party, some get together with some friends. Yeah. And she came with her friend because... You know, they knew my roommate and we just kind of just kind of hit it off. We were talking for a while and we had kind of known each other a little bit before that. Um, but then we became friends and that just kind of turned into dating. And here we are today. <laughs> yeah. How long did you guys date for? Only about a year. A year? Before mm-hmm. we got married. Yeah. Before we got married. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. I yeah. know. Yeah. And now you're going on, on 12 years. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. It seems yeah. like you you guys are like a very uh, good match for each other. You know, you're just like all in, you know, no matter what. Yeah, we just seem to, you know, of course, we've changed a lot since when we first met, but we seem to change together instead of, you know, changing apart and right. going different ways. So we were really fortunate to to have that happen to us, I guess. Yeah. 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 Have you guys always... Well, you haven't worked together until this year, or did you work together at all before you moved into the camper? His parents... Well, I was running a meat department in Pennsylvania way, way long ago, right when we first got married, and I would always need help here and there, so I would have her come in and help us, and... We realized then that this that... Is like pro bono work that you were doing? Or... No. no, it was just like... <laughs> pro bono meat work? Just kind of like what, anything I really needed. Um, and it didn't go that well. Um, I, I think from then on, we both decided we're like, okay, we're not going to work together, especially if one person is like running the show and the other person just needs to basically take orders and... Yeah, and <laughs> like one is a supervisory role. Exactly, yeah. Yeah. Um, so we, we haven't worked together since we worked together this past winter down in Everglades national park mm. and it was great. We actually had a blast. Um, the last time we worked together was also over a decade ago. Oh, wow. So we were definitely much younger, um, had right. probably, I'm sure I had some immaturities and things <laughs> like that, that, that have, uh, hopefully grown out of me. By now. I'd say so. <laughs> no, I've, I've never met an immature 21 year old male. I don't yeah. know what you're possibly not. talking about, <laughs> but so what was your favorite part then about, you said that this last time you worked together, you enjoyed it. Obviously you survived it round two. What was your favorite part about working together? 
I, I guess getting to experience the same the same thing. I don't know. Yeah, that's actually like getting to be able to go through that together, you know? Yeah, getting to to learn the area together and you know, when you're at a new park like that, I mean you're you're trying to take in all the information and take in everything at once and you know, we got to learn it together, we got to see it together. Uh, like we were just saying about the the boat story, how we were on those boats, boat tours together. And, you know, you get to see things for the first time. Oh, there's a extremely rare bird that's never here. And, you know, you get to see that and experience that together. So yeah. I think that was probably, probably the most fun mm-hmm. that we've had. And then, in, together. you know, exploring new towns. Like, I love that we were seasonal park rangers. Okay. So, um, and we would like to go, we've been in three national parks so far. So three seasons and every, each new season, we'd like to go and explore a different park. But I love that we get to be in one park for, you know, four to five months and get to experience the town and the community too, not just the park. So I think that's... Yeah, to get to stay there together uh, for that that amount of time, rather than just visiting for a week, you're in the park for four or five months, um, you get the angle of the park from the locals rather mm. than, you know, like more of a tourist. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it, you really it, get to know yeah, the yeah. park. And it, it's just been a lot of fun. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Well, you'll have to give us your tips for the Everglades because I'm really <laughs> excited to see them. Yeah, yeah. We'll be seeing, we'll be, we'll be there in the winter, this winter. Mm-hmm. I feel so like I've perfect time flown to over them many times on my way to Miami. I'm like, oh, hi, Everglades. But... <laughs> never actually like experienced them yeah well it seems it seems that you guys have been very successful in both your relationship and being able to travel together in close quarters which you know maybe not a lot of people can do and arguably a lot of people are can't do relationships either what's your guys's advice you know for for doing both like how do you make a relationship work and how do you make travel work for both of you (laughs) we kind we have like a new (laughs) i don't know when when this started i think it started when we started living on the road but we always have this saying like do unto others as you would have them do unto you and it's actually like a bible verse right the golden rule yeah the golden rule but i think you know any religion or yeah spirituality you are um you know it's a great rule to live by. And so we try to do that as much as we can. And I think that helps, you know? Yeah. So everything we own is with us right now. Everything that we own in our life is literally in this campground. So like our, everything is in our trailer or in our truck. Um, we had, did have a storage unit in Salt Lake City, and when we were on our way from Salt Lake City back to Pennsylvania, we picked that stuff up, and we had, <laughs> that was not a fun trip. Why wasn't it fun? <laughs> <laughs> so we decided instead that test, of... That, t- that really tested our marriage. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> instead of renting, like, a U-Haul or getting this stuff shipped like we should have, we decided to just stuff it all in our camper. Um, so everything, you know, all our other clothes, our other seasonal clothes, um, paintings, 
dishes, just all kinds of stuff that we don't take with us on the road was now stuffed in our camper. So it was stacked pretty much the whole way to the roof. Um, so the only way we could actually stay in it is we would get in it. I would move everything onto the bed and kitchen area, and then we could use the kitchen area and the bathroom. And then when we were ready for bed, we would have to shift and move everything into the bathroom and kitchen area to have the bed. But um, it was only like a 10-inch space between the boxes and the bed. So oh. if you would sit up in the middle of the night, you would hit your head on all of the boxes. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> so we ended up giving a lot of stuff away. Each stop that we, you know, all the, all the different friends who we stopped to visit along the way to Pennsylvania, we would just give stuff away. Like, and do you then, want this? These yeah, dishes? exactly. <laughs> yeah. And so I would say we gave away... Probably half of the stuff that we ended up carting across mm-hmm. the country. Yeah. And then now the rest of the stuff is at my mom's house, just collecting dust. Right. And you said maybe that's not even going to be... Yeah, we'll probably end up just throwing that away or, or giving it, it away. away. Yeah. Yeah. So minimalizing... That, I mean, that's something that we had to, be, to do as well over the course of the last few months is give everything away or sell it on Craigslist or eBay or whatever just so that we can, you know, put it in, yeah. in this RV. Yeah. yeah. Um, and and we had to go through that same exercise. And it was actually pretty for fulfilling, in my opinion. It's just like, I don't need this, you know, my high school folder of geometry things. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, why am I holding on? Why have I moved so many times since then uh-huh. with this box of high school stuff? Like, I still had that. <laughs> And it was, for me, it was hard to let go of that for a little bit. And then I was like, you know what? It's just stupid things I haven't even looked at for the last two years or something. Since the last time I was like, why do I have this stuff from high school? (laughs) I think that was like an aha moment for us, too, when we were giving all of our stuff away. Yeah, it was definitely a moment where we would get to grow together because there's things with that I don't want to get rid of that I'm really attached to, but I know I'm never going to use them again. Right. And I need to get rid of them. But she doesn't care. She's like, this is junk. Please get rid of this. I'm like, okay. And vice versa. I'm like, this stuff that you're holding on to is junk and it's in the way. Can we please get rid of this? And she would do the same thing. So, I mean, we kind of got a chance to grow through that together and and... And then just being able to see, you know, your whole pile of stuff. And when I was talking about the aha moment, I was thinking about how we were just like sitting on our couch and we were, and we realized all of the time that we spent working to buy all of the stuff that we're now giving away because it is meaningless, basically. Yeah, yeah. that was definitely a like a hard thing for me. I would say most of my money was in my closet. Mm. You know, like shoes, jackets, like blazers, you know, whatever. Like, and, and so giving, like taking all that stuff to Goodwill was like painful for me because I'm like, oh my gosh, like I spent, you know, you remember what, how much you uh, spent? Yeah, like this is an eighty dollar jacket or whatever. Yeah, well, I don't know. I think like as as women, I don't know. Maybe not all women are like this, but I was, you know, I grew up in a family of accountants, so I get the numbers thing. But like we would always, it was like a matter of pride to like, you know, oh, I, you know, this jacket was like one hundred and fifty dollars, and I got it for eighty nine or whatever, you yeah. know. 
So you're just like remembering the dollar amounts that you spent on all these things as you're like putting them in the goodwill pile Mm -hmm. or putting them in the, you know, I gave a bunch of clothes to friends and stuff before I left. And yeah, you realize like you spent all this money on all this stuff that ultimately just ends up weighing you down Mm -hmm. and tying you down. Yeah. Yeah. And it has made me definitely more conscious of if I'm going to buy something, it better be because I like am obsessed with it. I'm going to wear it a lot. (laughs) Well, you can think of it a different way as you know, you, you, you had that $150 jacket and you paid 89 for it and you felt really good for doing that. Now somebody at Goodwill is paying $20 for it (laughs) and they're going to feel just as good. And that was because that was because you made that happen. That's true. You can like reframe it, you know? <laughs> and I did, I would always do, I would always do that too with like, you, know, you spend a hundred dollars on a pair of jeans, but then you wear it 10 times. So really it was only like $10 per wear. <laughs> right. You're renting Et cetera, it. et cetera. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Math. <laughs> well, you know, before we wrap up the show today, um, we just wanted to acknowledge you guys um, for um, sharing your story with us. And um, I know that, that, Annabelle and I are like really excited. We're just at the start of our trip. We were where you guys were we're last for year. You. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> and like seeing your guys' Instagram um, and and being able to kind of live vicariously through you these past few months has gotten as us as we were preparing. As yeah. we were preparing on our own journey has gotten us really excited and we're like, oh, we we want to do that. We can't wait to do these things and check out these places that Rodney and Alyssa have been to and so we re- we wanted to acknowledge you and and thank you for for giving us that you know kind of like extra push like when we were when we were downsizing we were like getting rid of all of this stuff it better be worth it but then look at Rodney and Alyssa <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and now and look he- at you look at us now I, know. I mean all of us this here is so together cool. yes this, I wish like, everybody could see how cool this studio is in, yeah. in the Grand <laughs> Canyon like yeah. I feel like a celebrity <laughs> yes but you guys have been an inspiration to us and we thank you for Good. for that sharing your your story and your life with us I know we'll be parting ways here tomorrow and we hope you have a, a good you know, rest of your travels, you guys are going to Lake Powell. Um, and so um, we yeah. wish you safe travels. Hopefully we'll encounter each other again on the yeah. road. So one of the things that we do, as you might know from hearing the show, is um, every week we do uh, the sweep up. And that's where we ask each other what what made the other feel loved. We do this, this kind of a practice for us every day just so that we can kind of check in with each other as a way to see, you know, like what, what did you appreciate that I did for you and vice versa. Kind of like learn each other's love languages better. Yeah. That's so practice. we'd like to invite you guys to do that with us. Okay. Um, if you want. Yeah. We'll go first and then you guys can go. Uh, what made you feel loved today? What made me feel loved today was, um, we were going to go on a bike ride to the South Rim of the Grand Canyon. And literally 10 feet away from the bike rack, I was, you know, I was pedaling and my chain completely broke off. Oh, no. <laughs> it just like... I, I thought it maybe like, like came off of the chain ring, you know, and then Annabelle was like, did, did you lose a chain? I'm like, no, it's just off the chain ring. And I looked back 
and I'm like my chain is on the ground. Oh, so no. yes, I did lose a chain. Like one of the links broke, and then I was like, well, I guess we're not gonna go. He was off the chain. Yeah, I was off the chain. <laughs> <laughs> I guess we're not gonna go, you know, biking, and that was, you know, pretty disheartening. And then you were like, well, you know, I I think I saw a bike rental place at the visitor center. Maybe we can go there, and then they can, you know fix your chain for you. I'm sure they have the tools and the stuff for it. And I didn't see it. And you kind of saved the day for me because (laughs) that was, you know, that was our activity today was to go biking. And without a chain, I couldn't do that. (laughs) (laughs) And you saved the day for me. And that made me feel loved. You're welcome. What made you feel loved? I love maps. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, you love maps, and that's how you knew that <laughs> there's a bike. That's how I knew there was a bike place. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for your love of maps. <laughs> You're welcome. What made you feel loved today? Um, it made me feel loved that this morning I was able to have just, like, my morning routine. You had some stuff you needed to get done this morning, and you just, like, let me sleep and let me, like wake up and I sleep is my love language I swear I feel like I say this on many several times many a sweep up but seriously letting me sleep in is like is my love language so I just had a great morning and uh I appreciated that you're welcome how about you guys what about you guys what made you feel loved today um, you opened the door for me and Kona, and you said, I got to take care of my girls. <laughs> and that made Aww. me feel loved today. Aww. I thought that was really cute. And Kona so is sweet. your guys' Kona's dog. Kona's our dog, yeah. yeah. That's adorable. That's very sweet. <laughs> what made you feel loved today? Um, I would say this morning when I got up and took the dog out, I like to get a little walk in with the dog in the mornings, and... When I came back, you just had everything, like, just perfect, just pristine. You know, you did the dishes, swept everything up. You know, we kind of made a mess last night and just, like, crashed out. We were pretty tired. Um, most of that mess was probably from me because I'm, <laughs> I'm a pretty messy cooker. And I wanted to clean up last night, but I was just a little too tired. And she just kind of cleaned up my whole mess and got everything, like, ready to go so we could just leave, get our day started hiking, you know, in the beautiful Grand Canyon and come back to just a perfectly clean camper and I just loved that. You're welcome. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show and for hanging out with us here in the Grand Canyon. I'm so happy that we were able to meet here out of all places. This was fantastic. Thank you. It's grand, isn't it? It is. (laughs) (laughs) So grand. Thanks guys. Uh Thank Thank you guys. All right. That was a great show. I loved it. Okay, there you have it. Alyssa and Rodney Lapp of at Serial Homesteaders. You can find them on Instagram. Check out all of their pictures. They have some really cool pictures of, um, of all of their travels around the country, around all of the national parks. They're, uh, the last we saw them, they were headed to Lake Powell on their way up to work at Yellowstone National Park this year. Yeah. So- which I've never been to. I don't think they've ever been to either, which is surprising since they've been all around the country. Yeah. But um, yeah, they're going to be... Well, Yellowstone's not really on the way to anywhere. 
That's true. You have to be in the middle <laughs> of the country and, and all that. But we hope to maybe see them sometime in the future in our travels. And yeah, um, yeah. so thanks again for listening. You can find show notes from today's episode at sweptogether.com slash episode 34, where you'll also find ways to share the episode with your friends, family, significant other, business partner. Yeah. So until next week, thanks for tuning in, and we will talk to you again from a different location. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know where we'll be when we... Re- I don't know where we'll be. <laughs> Somewhere in California. Probably. Or maybe in Joshua Tree. Oh, wait. That is in California. That is in California. Whatever. <laughs> Bye, guys. Bye. Trick me, babe.